Our guest today is Officer Gabriel Golden. He works in the Education and Outreach Bureau of the University of Washington Police Department. The UWPD, for short, is actually a division in student life, which includes UW Counseling, Student Health Services, Housing, and, and us, Parent and Family Programs. Welcome to the Husky Huddle Up, Officer Golden. Thank you. I'm Officer Golden. Um, I use he, him pronouns. Um, I am actually not from this state. I was born in Syracuse, New York, but I'm here um, by way of Arkansas. I used to work at the University of Arkansas Police Department before I transplanted here about three and a half years ago, and I'm happy to be here. Yay. Awesome. We're excited that you're here, Officer Golden. Um, tell us, um, so you, you, you moved, what, uh, what sort of things do you love about UW and the UW Police Department that might be unique from other places? Especially you know, Arkansas. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. There's a there's really a, a different kind of law enforcement that's done at police departments compared to your normal municipal agencies. We get to specialize more in keeping our community safe instead of necessarily trying to find crime and root it out. We do a lot of different services, um, and we get to be a part of our community more. We have the time to get to know our people and be one with our community and understand what they need from us and respond appropriately. That's great. Um, I know we, we've all worked together um, in various capacities through family orientations and webinars and things like that. Um, uh, what sort of, I, I know, and I know you field a lot of questions from parents and families and students even, what are some of those questions that you get a lot um, as a, a university police officer? Wow, there's there's a lot of them. Um, as you, yeah, we do a lot of orientation things. So we talk to, I mean, we talk to hundreds of parents every year, which is actually a lot of fun. Um, but some of the most common questions we have is um, a lot of people ask about our police department and if we're a part of Seattle Police Department. Um, and that's really the cool thing about how we work. We're a completely separate department, so we are actually governed by a different body. We're hired by a different group, so. People within the university community have a say in the officers that are hired here. So it's a really cool difference um, that that we get to have here. We get to look for people who are suited for this particular environment, um, which takes just kind of a different kind of person, which is so it's really it's really cool. Um, it's actually kind of a I see this kind of an, an exclusive kind of form of law enforcement um, where you have to have you have to have a lot of different skill sets to be able to do this job effectively. And it's kind of hard to find the people that um, that can do it, but we're lucky that we have so many that can. Um, we also have a lot of people ask about um, how safe our campus is. So one of those things is like I always tell people it's it's important to have an idea of what's going on everywhere you go um, in a way. So we have our online Cleary Act, so you can go online to our website and find tons of information about what happens on campus. And our campus is pretty safe. So um, it's a very low instance of person-on-person -person crime, which is what a lot of people are talking about when they ask about that safety. Yeah, I know I, I know one of the, the messages that, that you all uh, do a really good job of communicating is, is the whole love your stuff um, uh, campaign of registering valuables and all of that. Can you talk a little bit more about like what maybe you know families and, and students should be thinking about when coming to, to campus? Yeah, so that's actually our kind of our biggest crime on campus is property crime. So we yeah, we had our love your stuff campaign. And then we uh, 
we, we rolled out another one kind of softly. We called it Guard Your Gear, you know, trying to change it up a little bit. Um, but that's the thing. It's the if there can be a good thing about crime <laughs> with this, it's a lot of it is a crime of opportunity. Um, so what we have a lot of is is someone leaves a laptop at a desk, goes to the restroom and they come back and it's gone. And of course, we that's never that person's fault that it happened. But we still look at it and say, well, that's preventable. You know, if we just take our stuff with us, um, it makes it a whole lot harder for that kind of thing to happen. Um, what I tell a lot of people and the way I treat my stuff is just like when I see my laptop, I don't see the computer with all my family pictures and stuff in it. I see a stack of money that's $2,000. And it's like, would I leave $2,000 on the table when I go to the bathroom? No. <laughs> so, you know, I take it with me and then that kind of um, eliminates that opportunity um, for someone to, to come and take it. So, Is that something that's done in your experience? Is that new to Seattle or is that something that you've developed within uh, UWPD or is that some that love your stuff campaign? You know, it's that was something that was started here. But since I've worked at another campus, we had the same type of problem um, where there's a lot of property crime and it's just like, you know, you have to think of a way to prevent it. Um, and that's one way to do it. There's more of a campaign here than my last agency, but it's kind of a, that problem in itself is like a college campus thing. It's just, it's any, anybody, anybody can walk on and it's super easy. And so somebody walks by and sees something that's, you know, worth thousands of dollars or they might just grab it, which kind of makes, reminds me of bikes as well. So if you're going to ride a bike to campus, it's really important to uh, get a U-lock, make sure it's locked up. Um, every single time it's kind of it's kind of wild how many times we have um, just been checking bike racks and see a really nice bike that is locked to nothing and what we think happened is yeah we think they thought they locked it to a rack and they didn't so we we take the bike um, but we I mean, we take it for safekeeping so when that person calls and says hey my bike was stolen we're like well no it wasn't we have it here and we'll bring it to you but um, but we do that so that someone else doesn't take it and that without the intention of bringing it back. So um, it's really it's really important just to remember to just keep an eye on your things, lock them up if you can't keep an eye on them, and then and then check on it um, um, if possible. And you all offer uh, registration services, right, for bikes and for like large large scale um, electronics and things like that. Yeah, actually, for for anything that has a serial number, um, we can we can register it. Or also anything that you've applied a serial number to, you can put what's called an owner applied number. So I know some people ride like vintage bikes, and there is no serial number, or the serial number is like twelve, and that <laughs> doesn't really help much. Um, but we actually have engravers that you can borrow and apply your own number or mark to it or something like that, um, which is really cool. And then for Bicycles, we use bikeindex.org. Um, they're a nationwide program, and they will register your bike. So if it goes missing, um, we can't track it like GPS. But if someone checks your serial number, they can run it on Bike Index and, and realize that they have someone else's bike and either get it back to you or even notify you through the website that they know where your bike is. So it's, it's a really cool service. Um, but that's a third party that we use to help provide that service to our students, faculty, and staff. I'm just going to have to ask, what is the most interesting thing that students have registered through this particular program outside of bikes, outside of laptops? 
Are there vintage cars or <laughs> what? No, well, you know, we don't really see a lot of those because it's online. So most of it, people kind of do it all online. But I did have a student come in with, you know, I'm I'm gonna I'm gonna be honest here. I don't know what all the instruments were, but I know he had a trombone, a tuba, a trumpet, like just tons of brass instruments. And I'm like, I this is really cool that you're a musician, but I kind of feel sorry for your roommate because you're gonna have to practice all this stuff. But yeah, they all had serial numbers, so we put them all in. Um, and you know, thankfully, he never had to come and ask us for that information because you know they they weren't stolen or anything. But I, I've never had someone bring in like an entire band of musical instruments to, to register all at the same time. But it was pretty cool. Uh, shout out Husky Marching Band. Uh, if if you need to protect a lot of that stuff, please <laughs> check it out at UWPD. Oh my gosh, so much. I thought it would Absolutely. be like Pokemon cards. You know, it's like something very, very dear. <laughs> Nintendo Switches, fancy TVs. Yeah, probably gaming consoles. I'd assume that gaming consoles would probably get registered oh a lot my. as well. Yeah, well, I'm I'd, just I'd, suggesting I'd, that now. <laughs> I think we'd see more of them. But yeah, that's important too because it's like, well, I mean, as technology advances, things get more expensive and they get smaller. So, you know, I, I saw that the one that like latest iPhones is like $1,200 and... It's like that's that's like more than I paid for my first car. That that might make me old, but yeah, it wasn't a new car. It was a really old used car, but still, you know, it's like that's a lot of money just to to walk away with in a phone. So, so it it sounds like a good a good to do list item for families as they are making plans for coming to UW is to purchase that U lock for their bikes if they're if they're bringing a bike, and then also to kind of make sure they get their valuables registered with UWPD. Yeah, and the the really cool thing about this is there there's like so many different things that are on that list, like, you know, review different things about, you know, our night walk services, things like that. But the the best thing that people can do is just download our Safe Zone app. Um, it's a free app for students, faculty, and staff. They do have to have a um, university email address to download it, but it's like an emergency beacon and it has all these other features in it built in. So on the surface, it's really cool. You can just press an emergency button if you need to. It sends your GPS location to the police department. Um, it opens up a texting function so they can text us if they're not comfortable talking or in a different situation. And then we can send officers out to their location even if they don't know where they are. And that's especially important for freshmen. Um, I think we all know that this campus feels like it shrinks the longer you're here because you just get to know it better. But early on, um, even early on when we had the Safe Zone app, we had a student that um, used the emergency button and said that they were having a medical emergency, but they didn't know where they were. So of course, our dispatchers always try to ask questions to help out, uh, to help us, to get us there. And the, the best they could give us is that they're between two buildings, which, you know, on a campus like this, you're, that's, that's everywhere on campus. Um, so it was really nice to have that GPS beacon so we could be like, okay, well, they don't know where they are, but we do and we can get there. So that's, it's a really cool function of it. But inside that app, there's also um, links to campus maps, to safe campus, to all sorts of different things that you could use um, just, in, just to be safety related on campus. So it's a free app. Um, and one of the most common questions about that app, since it does give your GPS location when you hit an emergency button, people always ask, can you track us just when we're using the app and the answer is no <laughs> there's a uh, there's i think 
about 90,000 people that are eligible to use the app. Um, and we have no interest in what you're doing on your day-to-day um, life. It's just, if you need us somewhere, it tells us where you are so we can come and help you. So, um, but Facebook is tracking your every move. So <laughs> check your so location services. Else. Um, <laughs> Little do we know. It's true. So I, I know that. Go for oh, it. Oh, yeah. I, I wanted to say, so those are some really good ways to, hu- to huddle up with your Husky. Register your stuff, like Carlos said. Get this U-lock, the strongest U-lock that you're able to get. <laughs> this Safe Zone app seems like your own personal bat signal for campus, which is fantastic. Um, and just so we're, we're fair, Apple and Apple store apple app store and google play um so android or ios it's great i'm not sure it's going to work on a flip phone sorry folks we're just yeah it's, it's, it, it it's cannot not go work. there it's not going to go there but, but um, there, there if, is an if, app for the apple watch too <laughs> yes so, oh wow that's cool. yeah that's great well there's also um there's also the campus alerts that happen so maybe for some of our families who don't have a smartphone there are kind of opportunities for UW uh, to send out uh, campus alerts. Uh, can you talk a little bit about the campus alert system? Yeah, the UW alert system, it's it's a really cool thing. It's actually, it's not actually housed by the police department. We just have input on emergency messaging that goes out. But pretty much if anything happens on campus or near campus, that's an ongoing threat, it gets sent out on there. But also things like campus closures for inclement weather go out on UW Alerts as well. So um, on the website, I don't remember it off the top of my head. I think it's uwalert.uw.edu. I could be wrong. Um, But you can sign up um, with up to two phone numbers. So you can put a parent or guardian on there as well. But you can put as many as four or five email addresses, which doesn't give as quick of a notification, but it still gets there. Um, They also have a Twitter account. So if you follow them on Twitter, while it may not you know ring on your phone, you still get that um, that notification pretty quickly. And then as much as I can, because I also run our social media for the police department, when a UW alert comes out, if I'm not actually in the emergency <laughs> as it's happening, I put it on our social media too. So um, just to try to get that word out to as many people um, as quickly as possible. Yeah, that's important. That's definitely important because I know a lot of I know a lot of parents and families who are are very much concerned about like you know if anything happens on campus I want to know and so this seems to be like a really good strategy in order to to stay up to date especially if, if the Twitter and and the Facebook accounts are 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 live updated as well. Yeah, I will say it is important. Um, those um, updates and those alerts give a certain amount of information, but it's always good to go ahead and follow the link because sometimes there is more there. Um, just to kind of be up to date and have all the information. Um, it's not always the case, but it's always it just takes a you know a quick click and you can see if there's anything else to know. And then we don't need to have all of affairs like writing stuff down. We will be sending all of these links, um, which is actually within the uh, safety section of our parent and family guide. The Love Your Stuff campaign is there, um, Safe Zone app, and also. Um, signing up for UW text alerts. So it's already there. So it will be nice and easy to do that. So, you know, be careful while you're listening to us. You don't need to write all this stuff down. We'll have it (laughs) sent out to you. 
and your students will have the same info on all of their materials as well. So we work with UWPD on both sides for, for all of that education. Um, Officer Golden, uh, one thing I wanted to talk about was, um, you know, with, with the, the pandemic, there's less traffic on campus. So I know that you and the rest of your colleagues have been on campus um, throughout this time. And as we go back to campus in the fall, do you have any tips or suggestions for families and for students as to, you know, how to do that in the most safe way possible? You know, from from our standpoint, of course, we're always going to follow the the direction of the governor with wearing a mask. We always wear a mask. You may see us in the car with that one on, but the windows are up and we always drive alone. So that's a big reason for that. But, you know, one of the big things to me is just take your time, arrive early, be patient. Um, everybody has their mission for the day that they're trying to do. And sometimes we cross paths with other people and we just have to be a little patient and understanding. Um, but also just whenever you have any kind of problem, um, as small as it may seem, if you don't know who to call, you can always call us. Um, we can either refer you to the, to the right section or like um, if you've locked your keys in your car, um, a lot of people don't think, oh, let's call the police. But if you're on campus, we'll come and unlock your car for you free of charge. Um, or we'll try to. I have to admit, I've been stumped one time, um, but I was really scared of unlocking that Maserati. So oh. I didn't, <laughs> didn't really want to do any damage to it. So that's no jaws that's of a, life there. <laughs> yeah. So actually, when it comes to, to unlocking vehicles, I always like to remind people that you know, they always get so embarrassed. I'm like, it happens to everybody. We just don't always talk about it. And this didn't happen here, but at my last agency, I actually locked the keys in a patrol car um, while I was training another officer. So I'm the senior officer. I locked the keys in the car. Um, the lights and sirens were both on the whole time. So I had to call my sergeant and have asked them to bring keys. <laughs> and the entire time, which felt like an eternity, People kept on asking what was going on, and I just had to tell everybody who came and asked. I locked my keys in the car. Um, <laughs> it was it was one one of those times though where I got to use that iconic quote that you that you hear police use in movies all the time. There's nothing to see here. Just move along. And it was completely <laughs> accurate that day. <laughs> it was uh, as as much as it was embarrassing. It was still fun, and I'm glad I can let people know it really happens to everybody. Oh my gosh! Wow. Oh yeah. <laughs> I mean, I've I've locked I've locked my keys in my office and have had to you know call dispatch to to identify me to make sure that I knew that you know that I worked in that building and they were able to let me in. So I've definitely utilized <laughs> utilized that service. It's always very nice and very kind, and they always don't make you feel embarrassed, but you probably feel embarrassed about the whole situation too. <laughs> yeah, it's it's a default emotion. We've all got to yeah. deal with it. Yeah. Um, I will say though too. Um, that is something that's important. If you do call us to unlock a vehicle or to jump your battery, because um, we do that too for free. Um, Fantastic. We will ask some questions to make sure that whatever you. we're getting into is, is yours or you're, you're authorized <laughs> to do it. Because like on one hand, it'd be really embarrassing for us if we're like, oh yeah, we, <laughs> oh, we let them into your office and it, it wasn't you. <laughs> so we will always ask for that uh, clarifying documentation. But it's not that we're suspicious of the person yeah. in front of us. Just like we we have a lot of authority to to give people access, and we have to make sure we're giving that access to the right to the right people. 
Thank you. Well, I wanted to make sure we have the, a chance to talk about the education part of your bureau. And I was wondering, um, you know, you're obviously meeting students at their moment of yikes. <laughs> Is there, are, when are the times that you actually get to speak to students, interact with them, um, when it's just an uneducational status? You know, that's that's a lot of what our division is about. Um, even when it comes to our police department as a whole, we always have the philosophy of educating first. So, you know, I can't speak for every single situation, but I can tell you from my from my own experience, even when I do things like a traffic stop, my first thing is I want this person to understand what it is that they did that they weren't supposed to and why they weren't supposed to. Um, we try to do everything from that um, standpoint of education. And that extends from those kind of things into when we do our traditional orientation where, you know, we get the privilege of talking to like literally every freshman student. <laughs> it's, it's really cool that we get to do that here. I, I really love that. Um, but it also goes into some, uh, some other topics that are, can be a little bit more serious. So with a lot of things, we wait for the community or the public to ask us to provide different kinds of training. Um, and when it comes down to it, that education can be from any anywhere from um, active shooter preparedness to de-escalation. Um, yeah, it's kind of, we actually teach, we use our, our background and training with um, crisis intervention to teach de-escalation techniques to different groups on campus. Um, and we even have people that have just kind of a specific tailored question kind of thing that they want a presentation about and given enough time we'll do the research and and bring that that um, education to anyone on campus so it's it's really a big part of what we do and it's it's really nice that we have the time to set that side of time and get to know people on that personal level um, one thing that happened was was really really cool is that we had um, one of our custodial groups, they wanted a class on just interacting with the police um, because there's a lot of people that it's, it's foreign. It's foreign to them. So we did, you know, it was about a 20-minute presentation. We did some question and answer, and it turns out that a lot of people were just uncomfortable making that initial call um, because they didn't want to waste their time. So, you know, just by going over that and telling them, hey, you're never wasting our time, just give us a call and we can let you know if it's an emergency, what we can do to help or can't do. Um, and I believe it was like two days later, a member that was in that group called us about, you know, someone that was making them uncomfortable in a building. And as much as we want to help people, we also want to make sure that there's not a ton of methamphetamine, illegal methamphetamine floating around campus. And that's what this person had on them. It was, you know, divided up for, for, for sale, um, illegal sale. So, you know, their, their comfort helped lead to the safety of so many other people. We don't know where that was going, but I think it's a pretty generally held belief that meth isn't really all that good for you. So <laughs> we're glad to, to get that removed from campus. So it's an important, important aspect of, I think, university policing, right, is that, is that educational aspect. And, and I think that that's, that's awesome. Um, I'm sure a lot of families might have follow-up questions or might want to reach out. I'm not sure if you all do any sort of outreach or, or if there's, I know that, I know that you have some, some webinars uh, that are on, on the calendar. 
Um, yeah, how, how can families maybe uh, reach out and ask questions? So we have a lot of different ways, but my favorite way is through our Coffee with a Cop. We do it on the first and third Thursday. Uh, I'm sorry, first and third Wednesday <laughs> of every month. Um, and it's it's usually advertised on our Facebook page. And we send out the Zoom link on that day just because we don't we don't want our Zoom link floating around out there for people to hop into because it's completely open. Um, anybody can come to it. Um, students, faculty, staff, parents, friends, family, everybody's welcome to ask us questions because we know that you know, when a student comes here, it's not just their parents that have that vested interest in their safety and what's going on around here. It's, it's so many other people that help get them here. So in that open forum, we can field questions. Um, sometimes we just have conversations about, um, there's once that we we're talking about like which hikes that we like to do in the, in the area. So, I mean, it can go from like really serious to just kind of getting to know you know, whichever officers are there that day, which is, is really important um, because that's, I think it's important to know the people that have, you know, stepped up and decided that they want to be partially responsible for, for you know, everybody's safety here. So um, that's one way. And then, of course, um, I always encourage people to send us messages on Facebook and Instagram. Um, I don't monitor it 24-7 because I have to sleep sometimes. But um, I answer every, every, um, every message that comes in. So if you have a, a burning question at 3 a.m. on a Thursday and you can't wait until the third Wednesday of the month, just send it to us on there. Um, if you want a phone call, you can include your number and I'll call you back. Um, but we're, we're really, we really think it's important to keep an open dialogue with as, as many people as we can. Are there any... Um student safety driven programs that you work with um, especially those that live off campus our fraternity and sorority uh, communities um, that that would be helpful to share as well um, you have a growing international student um, population that are also acclimating like acclimating to Seattle and campus and also uh, would be really helpful in sharing a lot of safety resources for them. Do you have anything that you'd suggest that they kind of seek out? Yeah, I'd say one of the most important things just for that general safety around campus, um, especially walking around, is our night walk service. Um, so we have a group of security guards that um, they'll pretty much walk with you from point A to point B anywhere on campus all the way um, north of the of Greek Row up to Ravenna, which doesn't mean a whole lot right now, <laughs> but if you uh, if you if you check out the campus maps, you'll see like not only our jurisdiction but kind of where the boundaries of campus are, um, and that's that's the that's one thing that's really important early on because I know when I started um, when I started in college, you know, eighty nine years ago or so, um, <laughs> one of one of the things was early on, you know, I didn't know anybody at first, so you know. Usually people use night walk quite a bit at, at, the be, at the beginning of a school year, but then as it goes on and they get those friends and stuff, they kind of go in groups anyways that way, and that's really good as well. Um, so, yeah. And, and that and night walk is for a uniformed officer, right? It, it, would a uniformed police uh, or security guard come? Is that is that the situation? Yes. they are. Their uniform is similar to a police uniform. They wear um, – it's either um, – a light gray shirt with with patches on it that say um, UW and it has security on it. 
Um, some of them wear a white shirt. It's it's very it's very obvious that they're in a in a uniform, um, and so it, they're very identifiable. Um, so they're it's easy to know when you've got the right person. But they'll also walk people to night ride services. So night ride is put on by transportation services, and they will give people rides um, from specific locations on um, on a bus to different areas around campus. So there's times where our night walk will just walk someone to the night ride location and wait with them there for them to get on the bus. And that's that's only for uh, for students for the uh, for night ride. Or, yeah, for night ride. It's only for students. Yeah, so, it's only for students, Carlos. So. Yeah, <laughs> sorry. Maybe 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 you, know. you can call and and uh, and we you can, can call follow me. you. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> call. You've got. You should have plenty of friends on campus by now. <laughs> oh yeah, yeah, definitely, most definitely. Awesome. Well, anything else? I don't know if if you wanted to to cover anything else before we we finish. Um. You know, I think. Well, one thing that's important. We also have online reporting. Um, so if you have any kind of anything you want to report that doesn't really rise to the level of needing to call an officer, um, you can you can check on our website and there's an online reporting tab. So if there's anything that's like on that's not on that list, then you'll just need to call. Um, it's it's kind of a lot of people ask, well, why is the list what it is? And it's like, well, there's some things where you know, we kind of need to send somebody to see what's going on <laughs> instead of just finding out about it. Cause those, we monitor the online reporting, but it's, it's really for things that don't need immediate response. So the, it's a little bit limited, but for like a bike theft or, you know, a pass to Kurt theft or something like that, it can be an easy way to do it when you have time. Um, even though we are here 24 seven, there's sometimes where, you know, you may want to just open your laptop and, type out a few lines of stuff instead of calling the police and having us have to come out and, and do all that stuff at the same time. So it's really convenient. Um, I've, I've tested it out. It's a pretty simple, it's a pretty simple process. Um, so yeah, it's, it's, um, it's, it's a really cool service that we just started uh, late last year. So it sounds like something very, like when I went to school 150 years ago, we didn't quite have all of that. We, the walking services I remember, but I don't remember the being able to go online and, and say this is what's happening and, and or the safe zone app. So I think those are really helpful for um, students to know that they can just do it, you know, while they're here and not having to tra like flag somebody down, which I think some people might think that they need to do. Um, yeah. By the way, do, do any students work uh, for the UW PD or work with any um, training services for safety? Yeah, we actually have a cadet program. So they are a group of volunteer students. They um, they come in, they get kind of, they go through some of the training we do, like um, CPR, AED, those kind of things. So they kind of get this inside view, um, but they also help us out in other ways. They They also wear a pretty distinctive uniform when they're you know, out on campus, but like around finals during those times that we have um, like high numbers of thefts in, in particular areas, they go out and their job isn't to like chase down people that are stealing stuff. They, they just remind their fellow students like, hey, you know, I saw your laptop here. Maybe you should, you know, make sure somebody's watching it um, before you walk away. So they kind of help remind in that way. And then 
They also help us with our training. So actually just today we had, um, we had some of our taser training and one of our students, and the cool story about this cadet is that I actually met her in one of our um, scheduled lunches and orientation last year. And her question, she asked if we actually had a program like this and I told her about it. And just today we kind of re-met and she's like, I recognize your voice from, you're the orientation guy. And I was like, that's my new, that should be my new title. I'm just orientation guy. So um, it was really cool. And just, just full disclosure, our taser training is not, it's, it's their Velcro thing. Nobody got like hurt or anything. She put on this, this huge suit and um, helped us with like scenario-based training, which is a much more effective way of training officers. I've been been working in training for almost 10 years, so I've, I've studied it quite a bit. But it was just really cool to go from like a Zoom call where, you know, she decided to come and talk to, uh, you know, the officer that's there for campus safety, even though there's like all these other cool things about where to eat on campus, where to get the best coffee. She came and talked, and then like a year later, here she is in the department helping us out with training and getting to know kind of what our department is all about from a, from a closer standpoint. So it's nice when those student interactions come first circle, full circle. That's so cool. How many um, students do you look for or have signed up? Is this very new? It sounds like a very new. It actually isn't. We've had, well, I've only been here for three years, so I can tell you it's been going strong for at least three years. Okay. (laughs) They had it before, Um, Mm -hmm. but it kind of varies per year. Um, I think, I think this year they kind of scaled it back a little bit because, you know, we still wanted to observe like the um, physical distancing. So we couldn't have as many. There are times we have like, I think over 20. Um, I think this year we have about, I think it's six to eight. Um, because our conference room can only handle that many people uh, distance apart. So um, it is a lower number, but we're always looking for more people. Anybody who's interested, um, and even if they're not sure if they're interested, they can always, you know, give us a call and talk about it or, or you know, come to one of our Coffee with the Cops and ask, ask us about it. Oh, that's so great. Well, I think that... Um we're probably going to need to make sure that uh, Gabriel gets back to all of the education and outreach and running that social media channel. <laughs> I've got to be more active on there. You've got to be more active. But we're so happy that you can huddle up with us today and share all of this really wonderful knowledge and getting to know you and UWPD and how they're a really great part of our UW community. Definitely. We appreciate you being here. Oh, yeah. I love it. Thank you. The Husky Huddle podcast is a collaboration between the University of Washington first year programs and parent and family programs. It's to provide parents and families equitable access to information in support of their students' success. The Husky Huddle Up is produced by Chloe Giselle, a junior in the UW Cinema and Media Studies program.